0: Hi, I'm David. And I'm Shay. And you're listening to Board on the Air on CFCR, where we talk about board games and board game-related topics. On tonight's show, we are going to be covering what we've been playing, the news, and for our main topic, value in board games, or perceived value.
1: Yeah, so the general idea is, we've talked about like how much board games cost and stuff like that, but I actually wanted to ask the question, how many plays does it take to make a board game worth it? And does that change based on the amount you've spent? So, like we've talked about, uh, I don't know. I I'd use Twilight Imperium as an example, right? Yeah. It's a very long game, and it's not cheap. No. But and so, it doesn't get played very often. But we'll touch that. So to that. expanding
0: yeah. on our board game economics pod or show.
1: Yes, series.
0: Series of oh yes, these these will pop up from time to time as we talk about money. Yes. And board games.
1: But let's let's start with what we've been playing, and I'd like to go first.
0: But then you'll get the game. Yeah. Okay, you go first.
1: <laughs> so the game I want to talk about is, uh, is it trays Cubed? Is that what it's called? Uh, uh, um, or something cubed? What's it called here? Clever Cubed. That's so clever cubed.
0: Trays Cubed. cubed.
1: Um, so uh, Clever Cubed is the third... Uh, not third sequel third game third
0: game in the series
1: third game in the series of that's so clever or trey's clever and uh uh help me out with the second one
0: twice as clever
1: twice as clever yeah yeah i thought i had a different (laughs) name uh but Uh, i might be thinking of the french side of it so
0: all of them have a like a french or european version yeah and an english version yeah Uh, first one, I think, is Tres Feud. Yes. Uh, and the second one is Doppit. Doppit's so clever, or something like that. Yeah. And and it's funny, because some you see in French, some you see in German. Yeah. And, but basically, it's That's So Clever, Twice As Clever, and Clever Cute. Clever Cute.
1: So, that's, it's the third one in that series.
0: There's 30 seconds you will never get back.
1: Yes, sorry about that, everybody. (laughs) I, uh... (laughs) I'm bad at game names to begin with, and then these ones I see in French and German and English, so I will never remember any of them. Yes. Uh, if For those of you who don't know what the other games are, uh, that's so clever. They're all rolling, rights. Yep. That's so clever. You roll the dice, you pick three of them to use. You pick one, roll the dice again, pick another, roll the dice again, pick the third one. Uh, and based on which ones you pick and what numbers, like sorry, which colors you pick and which numbers are on them, you get to put those numbers down on your little card, and you get points usually based on how far you fill them up or on you know just adding up the numbers that are in them. And there's rules about what you can place where in all of these things. Yeah. Um, so very simple, very fun to play. Yeah. Uh, twice as clever, similar idea, but it adds a gray dice which I never fully understood. I've only played this game a couple times, some in person, some on the app, and I just never understood how that gray dice worked. I didn't like it as much, but there was a little bit more complexity added to it. Yes. And I just, it just really confused me with that one. Okay. So, Clever Cubed, I think I enjoy more than the second one, for sure. I still love the first one. I don't know if you can really beat the simplicity that is the first one, but-
0: oh, elegant elegance.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, streamlined. Yeah. You know, all those nice uh, buzzwords. So Clever Cube, the main difference is, and I'd say it's pretty different in the game, in I guess what's on the board, even though the colors have stayed the same. Yeah. Uh, there's. It makes it a bit more complex. There's more rules as to where you can place the dice, and it does make it harder to use those dice. Yeah, Because was, they're more particular.
0: There's more specifics as, yeah. you know, this location has to have this dice.
1: Right? Yeah, so like with the, uh, brown. with the brown dice, it had it literally had to be a brown dice with the number on it. Yeah. And if you used a brown dice that didn't have that number, you could go along the track and find the number that matched. Yeah. But then you didn't get to go backwards and refill those other ones. So you had to be careful there. Uh, the green dice, you started at seven, and on either side of it, it, the number had to be a green dice, plus or minus one.
0: Yep. Uh,
1: so again, very specific. The pink dice, uh, it w- there you could you use could basically use. anything, but if you wanted the bonus that was underneath it, you got half the points that were on yeah. the dice. If you wanted to not, like get all the points but not get the bonus, then you might have gotten a multiplier. Yep. Uh, and then there's the yellow and the blue, which I'd say are quite different from the original game, where you're not just filling up the spaces. They're
0: very, very more hard to use.
1: Yeah, so like the yellow, again, it has to be a yellow with that number, but there's a few different options of them. Yep. Uh, and the neat thing is, is that if you take the yellow dice on another player's turn, it has to go in a couple specific spots. There's only six spots it can go in, so it makes it a little harder to use that one. Uh, and then, yeah, the blue... Again, it, it's actually kind of, I kind of like the blue one, how it works. If you take... You kind of want to take the blue one last, because if you take it last, if you have any matching numbers on those dice, you get to put that amount of Xs into the rows or columns. Yeah, there's
0: six different rows Yeah, 1s, 2s, 3s, 4s, 5s, and sixes. And So
1: you kind of want to take the multipliers instead of taking it first, so you only get the one X. Uh, that's where the combos kind of come in. And just like uh, the other two games... Usually after you fill up a row or, you know, if you put a space, a certain space, you'll get bonuses like free numbers or re-rolls. There's a new one in this that lets you use a dice, as, like, basically set it to a number.
0: Yeah, you're changing yeah. The, the face value.
1: Which uh, I messed up, and yeah, I don't know where I messed it up. I only did it maybe once or twice, uh, where I f- took it as a free dice instead yes. of as changing a dice. I only got, I got second last anyway, so it didn't affect me all that much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it, that part was a little confusing. But yeah, I, I liked the game. I thought the complexity was nice. It, you know, it added more to it, and but it was mildly easier to understand for me than Twice as Clever. Yeah, what did you think of it? Yeah, like,
0: so this series, I've, I've enjoyed all of them. Uh, that's so clever is one of those one of the first roll and rights that really hit it big i, I would say and, and started this trend of and rights yeah uh, twice as clever I enjoy I, I play I've played a lot of both of them and and this one was it felt similar but different mm-hmm. right there there was a lot as we said more specific numbers that had to go in the spots so it was a lot harder to just take a die and use it as opposed to the other games where there was always something you could do with them i i struggled on some roles as to what i was going to use those die yeah pink seemed to be that default nothing else is working i'm going to use pink yeah right and so that played a factor there uh I want to play this more. Yeah. Uh, all of these games have paper copies, but are much more popular in their app version. I, I haven't played this one in the app version because mm-hmm. uh, it hasn't gone on sale yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I, I want to play it more to get a good... good strategy, I guess, going, right? like
1: Yeah, figure out what actually works because, like, I thought... And there were a couple spots I had a good amount of points, but there was some places where I just lost a ton. Yeah. So I I, you know, it was kind of it was hard to tell where I was at during the game.
0: Yeah, it's like all the games you can't do everything. But I found this one the hardest to try and do. Something. Some or all, <laughs> Yeah, not something, but like spread it out a bit. Yeah. Uh so it needs I, I need more plays on this one. Uh but it's still solid. It's, it it is a worthy addition to this series.
1: Yeah, still still a great game and I think they've done a good job on on all of them. I'm just not a huge fan of the second one.
0: You just haven't played it as much.
1: Yeah, but I, you know like with the first ones just so good.
0: Yeah. It, it, they're all solid games. Uh, okay. Uh the game I played was Rocket Men. Mm -hmm. This is a Martin Wallace game. Uh, It was on Kickstarter last year.
1: Not based on Elton John.
0: Not anything to do with music. Okay. Uh, So in it, it is a deck builder. Uh, So you're building your hand up and you're trying to complete missions. And your missions are to either Earth's orbit, the moon, or Mars. And all three of them have different things you can do in those orbits or trips. Right. Uh, Your hand starts out has a whole bunch of missions in it. You're going to play a mission down. And then you're going to try and accomplish it. And the way you accomplish it is you have stuff that's going to move you along the track. So to get to Earth, say it's 10. To the moon is 14. And then 20 or whatever to Mars. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some symbols are going to move you up there. So you're starting at 2. And then there's the mission accomplishment deck. And... Whatever mission you're doing is going to tell you how many of that deck you're going to draw, and those have to top you up to past where you're going. Mm-hmm. Uh, Multi use cards so your cards can either have like a value or a symbol, and then a bunch of them, as you buy them, have abilities, uh, so you get to use both of those in some cases. Uh, Martin Wallace is great with his card playing games. Like he's the creator of Brass, Wildlands, all of that. those games really do card play well. And and this is another one. Uh, and I ended up picking it up on the weekend after yep. playing it over to friends <laughs> because it's very reasonable. Uh, and I thought it would be something we would enjoy because we seem to like our deck builders fairly well.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's something that goes over pretty solidly here.
0: Yeah, we have played a lot of them uh, with a lot and, and a lot of different levels. One, this one I would say is medium weight. Uh, I I don't think it's difficult by any means, but there is some some gotchas there, and you you really are building a nice engine out as you're putting your cards onto your boards. Yeah. Uh Yeah, that's that.
1: Yeah, I haven't had a chance to play this one, so I can't add too much. Yeah, it. it's it's uh...
0: it's one of those ones that I played over at Norms. We, we played at two-player. I think it, you know, it, it scales that uh, at two-player you have to get to 23 points. At four-player I think it's 19 or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, graphics and everything are nice. Uh, the quality of everything is very good. Uh, they do have a couple of expansions you can get. Uh, one is just a bunch of minis and stuff if you want them. But... Both expansions are the same price as the base game, so I didn't buy either. That's a lot, yeah. (laughs) Right? Or both uh, additions, I guess. Yeah. Okay, that is Rocketman. We will probably revisit that one as we've played it as a family. Yeah, once we play it as
1: a family, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't have any other games to talk about. Is there any other ones you want to mention today, Dave?
0: Uh, I don't think I have any other ones to mention, and no, I do not.
1: Perfect. Then why don't we hop into the news? You were listening to Board on the Air on CFCR and uh what news you got for us today
0: oh i got a plethora of news shay
1: excellent i like to hear it when we have tons of news i got news our board game shelves are filling up we need a new shelf where we're running out of space on our shelves
0: yet you tried to take back the calyx that you gave me
1: yeah because it's mine
0: but you gave it to me
1: no i said you could borrow it
0: i see okay first piece of news uh mobile markets a smartphone ink game uh, from the creator of the Smartphone Inc., from the from Arcane Wonders, who did Smartphone Inc., they announced this, they gave zero other than a cover, and the cover looks like Smartphone Inc.
1: Yeah, uh, it makes me think it's either a Roll and Write two-player version.
0: I was or, thinking two-player version because yeah. it looks smaller, but I can't tell.
1: Yeah, or some sort of expansion that adds stuff into it. Maybe a, uh, not a legacy, but a campaign version.
0: Possible, I guess. Uh, next game, continuing the trend of video games to board game conversions. Yep. Uh, Total War Rome, the board game.
1: I do not know this game.
0: Uh, so it is a real-time strategy game where you're building these big armies and going to fight. Right. Uh, your brother loves watching people play this game. I don't know if he's ever played it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, got a, it's got a pretty solid following. Uh, people the thing that people like about it is you have these like huge huge armies and it's all 3d and they go battle I've I've played it I found it uh, a little over the top mm-hmm. uh, I'm
1: not a huge fan of like there's lots of apps out there um, where the idea is is that you like Get a bunch of people, and then you go to the camps and you attack them, and then you come back and you have things to do resources with. So you can yep. go attack more people. And I'm like, to me, that's not very exciting, but I could see how it could work in a board game. What you know,
0: you know, you think of Risk, you think of axes and Allies. That's really what this. Well, that's the thing. I thought of Risk first. Yeah. That was
1: really my first idea.
0: Uh, you know, of real time strategy games, I've played lots of video games of that style. We used to play a lot of uh, Command and Conquer, a lot of Age of Empires. Uh huh. This is just that next level of that style of game. A uh, new game coming from Capstone called Corrosion. Uh, big selling feature on this one is all the characters that you use in the game are female. Mm. And they're all engineers. Nice. So it's.
1: Oh! Oh, I saw this on Twitter.
0: Yeah, there was some buzz of uh,
1: there. It, it was somebody posted a picture of a sketchy looking forum post related to yeah the all female engineers. That's what it's about. Okay, don't look don't look up the sketchy thread, but yeah. the idea of the game like that that's actually really exciting. I,
0: Capstone has done some good stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, we just got Coffee Traders. Haven't played it yet. Haven't opened it yet, but uh, it's from them. Uh, what else do we have from Capstone? I believe we have, uh, I think Cloud Age is theirs and Maracaibo is theirs as well. Oh, sweet. Uh, Neoville from Phil Walker Harding. He of Emotep, uh, Baron mm-hmm. Park, uh, Gizmos. Nice. He, he does a lot of approachable stuff with strategy, right? right? All of those games have simple rules, but there's some depth there. Uh, this is a city builder that takes 30 to 45 minutes. I'm curious. If his name's on it, I'm interested.
1: I like City Builders.
0: Yeah. A new tea game coming.
1: Tea? As in like chai tea or?
0: As in Teotihuacan? Oh, okay. Uh, Tekenu? Zolkin? Uh Uh, Uh-huh. Tewanasi?
1: What was that?
0: I don't know. I can't pronounce that one. Uh, And this one I probably won't pronounce either. Tabanusi. Builders of Ur. All of these games are that mid to heavyweight. Uh, all of them are fun. Uh, we
1: are they all by the same people. Yeah, they are. Okay.
0: We we own most of them.
1: Yeah, we own we own a lot of them.
0: Yeah, and we like them. Yeah. Right. So this this one, I'm curious on. Uh, John Clare or John De Clare, uh, he of Space Base, has uh, one of his. Card crafting games came ba- coming back to Kickstarter called Edge of Darkness, uh, and this is supposed to, supposed to be that heavyweight version of that. And I haven't looked at the Kickstarter at all. Uh, <laughs> card crafting and deck crafting
1: don't yeah, that's do like a lot the magic idea, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know if I'm. I have no judgment against people who do like them. I just don't know if I'm a big fan of where you spending money on something like can decide whether you win or not, right? Well,
0: and that's you know the living card games, right? Yeah. There's lots of expansions, you know, but you have to craft your deck before you play. I don't have interest in that.
1: Yeah, there's just so much little stuff you need to know, and it's it seems too easy to do a pay to play basically version or pay to win version yeah. there. I don't know if I'm a fan of that.
0: Yeah, it's, and that's the thing with Magic is there's people that have, you know, $1,500 decks, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. They,
0: they should never lose. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's, you know, ultimately there is luck of the draw, but if they have everything to the minute yeah, detail in their deck, that deck, right? it, it should work and mitigate a lot of that luck. Yeah. Uh, I've played Magic. I've never played any of the living card games. And, you know, this card crafting idea where you get a card and you're adding to it and adding to it. It's neat, but it's it's not something that jumps out and says, I want to play this. I'd
1: rather you give me a game with a character creator and then you play with whatever deck you have, right? But like...
0: Yeah, I like asymmetry. Yeah. But give me what I'm working with. And let me adapt or let me use it. Yeah, exactly. Right? Don't say you can do this, 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 or this, and pick three of them. That doesn't do much for yeah, me.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Okay, we are bored in the air. That's the end of the news. Uh, this is CFCR. And we're going to go to our main topic board game economics. When does a game become worth it to buy?
1: Yes. Yeah. How, so,
0: how many plays how much
1: how much do you have to like it how, how good is that do you like
0: it you know how much time does a game take yep. right because I think all of those play a factor for me
1: yeah I think those like you said there's a lot of factors that go into it because you know a, a cheaper game that doesn't take that long to play might not need to be played it might be, it might be played more right yeah but like that might make it more worth it than, say, a, a very expensive, big game. Even if both games, I'd say, are equally as good, the smaller one might be more worth it because you know you're going to play it more.
0: Well, you know what I mean? is it more worth it or more valuable, right? I, I, I guess there's two sides to that coin, right? Yeah. What is value in a game? Is it the amount of plays you play Is it the enjoyment of when you play it?
1: Yeah. Right? I I guess when I thought about this question, I basically thought about it in the sense of you're buying something, right? So what makes your money worth it? Because if you look, like, think about how board game economics is going right now with Kickstarter and big boxes and stuff like that. Um, Now, we all love buying into this idea of, you know, our shelf full of Merchant's Cove, the Anachrony box up top that's not ours, but, you know, in general.
0: It's ours.
1: (laughs) It will be if I don't finish painting these minis. Uh, You know, like, these games cost a lot of money to get. And you are taking a risk there. But even if you weren't necessarily taking the risk, like, what does that game have to do to make it worth the money you're spending on it?
0: Yeah, it's... That's where it gets tough. And... I, I know with Merchants Cove, that was one of those ones that I was, I, it looked so cool, I backed it, uh, but I I did have fear that it was going to come in and wouldn't wouldn't get played as much as I think it needs to. Yeah. Not that it was, like it's not a $250 Kickstarter game, yeah. right? It's it's 125 bucks ish.
1: Yeah, so that's right? you know. So it is reasonable compared to like a retail game. That's actually pretty on par, yeah. especially considering it came with four expansions.
0: Exactly. We we've, we've only played it once since we got it, uh, but we enjoyed it. Yes. Right. And I think that's the biggest thing in value for me, or worth it for me yeah. is if I buy a game and play it and I enjoy it, it's worth it. Yeah. Right there's games that we're going to play more than other games uh, like lighter games we're going to get to the table more than something in a medium to heavy weight Absolutely. just because time commitment uh, you know one of the prime ones that we mentioned is Twilight Imperium
1: yeah that's an 8 hour game
0: it's 6 to 8 hours when you play it uh, you are not playing that game weekly you're not playing that game monthly Right? At, at what point is it worth what you paid? Is it if you play it once a year? Is it if you play it twice a year? Yeah. You know, how many times a year do you have to play that game? Because that's, you know, games like that, you are basing it on how many times a year, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, like how many
0: times a month?
1: Gloomhaven has sat on our wall for so long because we got it, played one game of it, and we're like, whoa, this is a lot. Yeah. Right, And I think now that we've played uh, Jaws of the Lion, we will actually pull Gloomhaven out. Definitely. But it's still sitting there. <laughs> it
0: is. It is.
1: <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I I would probably agree that liking the game definitely is the major contributing factor. Like, I'd say, like Anachrony, yep. that game playing it once, I liked it enough that I think I would spend the full price on it. Like yeah. even even if it's not one, we'd pull out all the time. I honestly liked it that much.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's a weight of game that goes into that. How many times a year will we play this? Yeah. Right. You know, I I think that's a once every two or three month game. Yeah, right? I At think most, so. Yeah. Right. You know, I I really hesitated to buy Coffee Traders because mm-hmm. it is over a yeah. hundred dollars for the game. Yeah. And it's a heavy weight. And the problem with those games are, if you don't play them often enough, you pretty much learn the game every time you go to play it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and that's the danger of that weight of game. Yeah. You know, and that's the danger of, you know, where is the value in those games? Like, the Vital Asserta games. I've played four or five of them. I own one. We have yet to get it to the table. <laughs> but... The big box deluxe version, which he does in all of his games now, I can't bring myself to buy because yeah. those are once every year or two years I'm going to play it. So I'm learning it every single time, yeah. and will never get the strategy of that game,
1: mm-hmm. right? Yeah, absolutely. I'd say slightly, slightly diverting. There, yeah. there are games that. I would say I enjoy, but I almost think the it's not worth the value, right? We've talked about games in terms of what their components are, yep. right? And I think we're pretty close to that line there. I would say stuff like Sherlock Holmes, which I've mentioned before. Yeah. And also a little bit Everdell. And I'll, I will explain that one. Sherlock Holmes I'll start with. I've talked about the components. I actually really enjoy this game, right? Yep. But I think for... The cost of it, if I bought them full price, I probably wouldn't say I would liked it enough Yes. to f- To pay that price. Especially if I bought it thinking I'd play it multiplayer. I definitely don't think. Yes. Like, for a solo player, $60. It's, you know, it's iffy on that one, right? Yep. I bought them on sale, so it makes it worth it to me. But that is one that I'd probably put in that category of, at their price, it's probably not worth it. Even if I do enjoy it, I just don't enjoy it enough. Yes. Um, Everdell, we've talked about. And I'd say the base game does not fall into this category. The base game is absolutely worth the cost. It's fantastic. Love the game. The expansions.
0: (laughs) Which we've talked (laughs) about. Which
1: we've talked about. Well, they're good and enjoyable. And because I enjoy Everdell so much, it does kind of make it worth it to me. I don't know whether all of them are worth the price you pay for it. Like, yeah. I don't know if, in terms of expansions, it's what they add, right? I don't know ne- necessarily whether those add enough to the game to make it worth it, make it worth the cost. But it's all very personal preference, right?
0: Oh yeah, everybody's going to see value differently. Yeah. You know, uh, on numerous occasions we've talked about the value of what you get for what you have paid. Yeah. That is different than the value of the game, in in my opinion, right? You know, I'd agree. Like Nova Luna, we have trashed numerous times mm-hmm. because of what you get for the sixty dollars. Yeah. Right, but we've played it a ten or twelve yeah. times.
1: So if you look at it in the sense so of like value, money to play, you know, right? Yeah.
0: You know, you, I, I'm not one to look at a game and say I paid sixty dollars. I played it eleven times. So that's worth you know, five bucks a, game, a yeah. time I played it, right? You know, if I did stuff like that, you would look at the crew, and a game is technically one hand, so we've played 110 hands of it, or 120 hands of it, for 16 bucks, you yeah. know? We bought it, we liked it, we left a copy at the lake and bought a new copy. Yeah. That's That's the value of that game, is that it's fun, yeah, but it's cheap.
1: And I think that's the thing: is you can buy games that are cheap that don't have much value, right? Yes. Like, um, well, you don't like Cards Against Humanity, and yes. that game's not that expensive. But I guess we can we can hesitate to call that a game. But you know, you get my point. That experience, right? uh, love love letter. <laughs> yeah, you know, if you don't enjoy that game all that much, it's not expensive, but it's probably not that valuable.
0: Well, it's it's not going to bring value to me owning that game. Yeah, right. Okay, that's a piece of it.
1: That's a piece of it. Yeah, we we had fun with that one. (laughs) Yeah, I'm David, and I'm Shay.
0: We'll talk to you next week.
1: Have a good night.